0: Welcome to Keep You 100 Radio. I'm your host, Lissy Pointer, type 1 diabetic, certified health coach, personal trainer, and founder of Needles and Spoons Health and Wellness. Inside this podcast, you'll find the real and raw conversations around diabetes management, including the lessons that we don't learn in our Endos office, my best tips and trainings, and conversations from the experts that I trust inside the community so that you can create more predictability in your diabetes management and feel empowered while doing so. Let's dive in. Before we dive into this episode, I need to tell you about the newest Skin Grip launch. I don't usually brag about products that much, but when there are genuine companies out there making life with diabetes easier, I really do think that everybody should know about them. Grip just launched their newest Grip mats collection for the Dezcom G-Sits and Freestyle Libre. Not only is this a smaller in size, high performance, and non-frating option, but let me tell you, it works. I was lucky enough to be able to try them out, and first of all, this thing did not even lift. And the more impressive thing is that I was wearing my Dezcom on my leg at this time. And we all know that that is not always possible. What I really loved about it was that it's really discreet, which I really appreciated. As much as I'm comfortable showing off my diabetes, sometimes I just want my devices to lay low. This new collection is all about Matt's performance, Matt's protection, and Matt's comfort. You can try them out for yourself at skingrip.com using the code L-I-S-S-I-E to save. Now let's dive into the episode. All right, welcome back to another episode of KP100 Radio. I'm super excited for today's episode because we're back with one of my good friends, Amanda Siprich, who is the T1D nutritionist on Instagram. Um, And in case you needed, like, a little bit of a humbling experience today, um, can we walk them through what happened this morning as you're on your way to my house? (laughs) Um,
1: Yes. So, I uh, usually never leave my house in the morning uh, because I do work from home. And um, if you notice, uh, the background looks a little (laughs) bit different today. No. We're we're not (laughs) in Lizzie's closet anymore. And... um, So I was leaving my house, you know, I had my backpack with, like, my work stuff, uh, and, you know, our whole, like, mental, like, diabetes diaper bag, and, um, I forgot one important thing on my way here, um, that would be my insulin, (laughs) um, so I, uh, I called Lizzie when I was, uh, when I was driving over and I was like, hey, can you pack me a vial of insulin in a syringe because, um, I forgot mine Um, and uh, we planned at like going to Starbucks and I was like, in my head, I was like, oh my God, my blood sugar is going to go up to 300 and I don't have my insulin. Oh my God. And then I was like, wait, perks (laughs) of having a friend with diabetes. Here we are. Um, (laughs) I can just ask Lizzie to give me some insulin. So Lizzie saved my butt this morning. Um, But yes, uh, even 10 years in, I am not perfect and I also forget things all the time
0: <laughs> that's where we're at it's like the equivalent like i'm on the Omnipod, and it's the equivalent to having the stupid pdm which i'm so excited for the mobile bulls so, because then I'm, I'm like i don't leave my phone usually because mm-hmm. of the death's calm so once we have that it'll be great but oh,
1: i lose my phone <laughs> a million times um so i have an apple watch for like that reason um and I mostly use my Apple Watch for two functions. It's one, to see my Dexcom on my watch while I'm working. And two, to ping my phone when <laughs> I leave it somewhere around the house. I'm like, those are m- majorly the two main features that I use. Um, but when I was on Omnipod years ago, um, I would lose like the PDM. like It mm-hmm. would be like on the bottom of a bag. And I would just remember like having like an absolute yeah. heart attack about it. Um, but I'm excited for, you know. What that's going to yep. maybe look like yep. for me and, uh, whenever, you know, that, that order's come, come decides
0: to come in. <laughs> There's been a lot of insurance uh, issues, Trauma, but yeah. You know, the usual. <laughs> I've had a lot of, uh, like, I had one time where I left my PDM in my makeup bag, which how it ended up there, no idea. But yeah, mm-hmm. that's a story for another day, too. Yep. But <laughs> um so if you don't know Amanda, she's been on the podcast a few times now. She is one of my very close friends. We both live in New Jersey. We met, well, like two years ago now, and we were both like you live in new jersey i live in new jersey we're 20 minutes away okay and just immediate you know friendship from there so i'm really excited that we are able to record this in person um but she is a registered dietitian the face behind t1d nutritionist and like she mentioned today we went and got starbucks before this recording did. and it inspired a little bit of today's episode um which is just gonna be all about kind of like the concept of things that we feel like we have may have to give up or just are, you know, harder to bulls for like getting drinks from starbucks like there's been so many years where i'm like oh a drink from starbucks or coffee or any kind of like drink other than water i felt like i had to either avoid or was just gonna completely wreck my blood sugars mm-hmm. for the entire day so i feel like today is a really important conversation and if you can't tell we like talking about food so yep. that's where we're at <laughs> Yeah,
1: uh, I often hear from, uh, like, kind of echoing what you just said, like, from a lot of my clients is, like, a lot of them have a difficult time getting over, like, the mental hump of, like, dosing for something. Um, A lot of times in the community, I'll hear, like, phrases like, oh, this food was, like, worth the insulin or, like, Mm -hmm. something's, like, not worth the insulin. And, like, that, like, phrase can be, like, really yeah um and um i find that like you know there's no problem in like needing insulin Mm -hmm. because you know that's what we need but you know if we didn't have diabetes and you know taking insulin wasn't always on the forefront of our mind we sometimes wouldn't be so conscious about how we're dosing for things or when we're dosing for things because our pancreas would just be doing that Mm -hmm. but it doesn't um so sometimes it really makes you second guess your decisions to have something um and i think um in a way i'm almost blessed i am like lucky that i have type one but in a way it has made me more mindful about the foods that i'm eating Mm -hmm. but i also feel like that could be a really double-edged sword sometimes where you're almost too aware of what you're eating all the time every single day For the rest of our existence, (laughs) um, it can be really overwhelming and kind of tricky to navigate that.
0: Right. Yeah, no, that's so true. Because, like, before, I mean, I was diagnosed when I was 19. Before that, I would get a cup of Dunkin' before, that was when I was a Dunkin' girl, I'm now a Starbucks girl. Um, But I would get, you know, a, a hazelnut coffee from Dunkin' every single morning and didn't, you know, didn't pay any attention to it. Fill it up with all the syrups, I don't care. It was fine then being diagnosed with type 1 now I suddenly had to think about okay not only how many carbs are in this but you know the flavoring the caffeine how much I'm drinking like just all these different factors which got really really confusing as somebody who's told you know limit your amount of carbs or you know you're drinking sugar all these kind of narratives that are centered around just the food in front of us.
1: Mm -hmm. And uh, something that I think is really important for like this conversation is like our needs are allowed to change. Mm -hmm. So, like, just because, like, you want to have, like, a hazelnut latte doesn't mean that every time you go to Dunkin' or Starbucks that, like, you have to have the Mm -hmm. one with, like, all of the sugar and all of the toppings and all of the syrups. Like, you can alternate with your approaches. Mm -hmm. Um, But I find that a lot of times we have, like, this very black and white mentality. It's, like, either, like, we're having, like, the full thing or we're having, like, no, like, black coffee. Right. So, and it's, like, mm, there's a lot of, like, nuance that, like, goes in between that. And I think that's where the conversation, um like, really needs to happen. It's, like, that in-between, like, gray area.
0: Yeah. No, that's so true. Because even now, like, thinking about it, like, my my – I don't know if this happens to anybody else, but, like, my tastes have literally changed since being diagnosed with type 1. And I don't know if that's just because – I've opted for the lower sugar options or whatever it is, but now, like getting a regular drink from Starbucks, I'm like, this is so sweet. I like just, I, I don't even like it anymore. I don't enjoy it. So now I am able to find a little bit more of that balance, but it wasn't always that way. I thought I had to go for the non fat milk with the sugar free syrups with like the watered down, you know, big cup, you know? Mm-hmm. So. Um, First of all, let's start with like what are the different factors that we even have to consider when looking at something like like we have I have my matcha latte right here
1: in front of me. (laughs) Yeah. So um, some of the things that I would be considering is like the drink like the order itself so like um i know starbucks matcha is unfortunately like sweetened Mm -hmm. so like the scoops of matcha already have sugar in it the drink itself have like syrups and stuff so it's like considering what baseline like the amount of sugar that's going to be in that order um and also looking at that from a very like non-judgmental and like neutral lens Mm -hmm. like this is a fact that this one has 36 grams of carbs and like 20 something grams of added sugars like okay But um, other facts would be, like, how fast are you going to drink that matcha? Lizzie has been nurturing this for, like, over an hour, and I'm, like, slightly concerned she might go low.
0: If you Um, hear me somewhere on my my words, that's why.
1: um, But, you know, like, if Lizzie were to drink that in, like, five minutes, that volume of, like, concentrated sugar mm-hmm. is going to respond very differently on your blood sugar than if you, like, nurturing it over mm-hmm. this period of time. So, like, how fast you're drinking these things mm-hmm. also uh, impacts it. Definitely. The size, mm-hmm. so, like, ordering a grande versus, like, a venti or whatever size that you choose um, is going to play an impact because it's going to be, like, more... Potential carbs impacting your blood sugar. Mm -hmm. Um, And then also the foods that you eat alongside the Starbucks. So like having it alone, having it by itself um, are going to look very different on your blood sugar as well.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. And again, I think that's like something that we're not really taught to consider because again, it's always carbs and insulin, carbs and insulin that's beaten to our brains since day one of the diagnosis, which understandably so like there's it's a very overwhelming diagnosis. So we're kind of taught that simplified version. But at what point do we start considering things like this? So I'm glad that that's coming to the table. Um, But I mean, even when it comes to like handling these kinds of things, like what's been your experience with with this kind of scenario? so
1: again i kind of see like the two extremes either it's like well i'm gonna go to starbucks i'm gonna order this latte i know my blood sugar is gonna go to 300 i'm just gonna deal with it later Mm -hmm. um and a lot of times i see like with clients that like they'll dose for it after they get it or like they chug it and they're not even home yet um and then i also see the other extreme where it's like well I know that, like, this pumpkin spice latte is going to wreck my blood sugars, but I don't deserve to have it or, like, I don't want to deal with that blood sugar uh, mess, mm-hmm. so I'm just – I don't I don't deserve to have it. I'll just get a black coffee. And, like, the intention behind both of those um, deserves to kind of be explored a little bit. Mm-hmm. So um, if you're on, like, the side where it's like, well – I know my blood sugar is going to go up to 300. So, like, doesn't matter what I do. That's just what's going to happen. And that's not true. If we know something's going to happen, we can act proactively mm-hmm. instead of reactively. Right. Um, so it can be something like taking a your pre-bolus even mm-hmm. sooner if you know you're going to order... A latte that has like 30 grams of carbs and sugar in it like you know your blood sugar is gonna spike up heavily so maybe you need a longer pre-bolus mm-hmm. timing um maybe uh you decide to sip it like over a period of time um that's one of my favorite strategies <laughs> to be honest because then you actually get to enjoy it longer mm-hmm. because like not for nothing but like i could chug a matcha latte in yeah. like two sips like I at- <laughs> I mean, like, they're mostly ice anyway. But, like, you can seriously chug it in two sips, but then it's like, wow, it's over already. (laughs) That stinks. Um, But when you sip it over a period of time, you also get to enjoy it and Mm -hmm. really, like, bask in it and, like, really taste it rather than, like, slurp it down and then it's over and done with. Right. Um, And then you're dealing with your blood sugar shooting up to the moon. Um, And then uh, also, like, potentially eating the Starbucks with um, you know, so like at um, at Starbucks, for example, like they have egg white bites, they have sandwiches. Um, whether you get it to have like your afternoon coffee and drink it with your lunch, those are all helpful strategies to potentially offset that added sugar that's in it. So adding protein, adding carbs, mm-hmm. adding fiber are all things that are going to slow down that potential blood sugar rise from the coffee syrups and <laughs> sugars and stuff. So much. Um, <laughs> itself. And of course, the last strategy would potentially be like making substitutions. So, this one also has nuance because, um, you know, there's going to be times where like it's pumpkin spice season. <laughs> and, like, um, for some people, like having the regular version of a pumpkin spice latte may be what brings them like the most joy. Mm-hmm. And that's like really like, you know, their favorite thing about this season is having like a regular pumpkin spice latte, right? But um for someone maybe like for you, for example, like the three pumps of pumpkin um like syrup, whatever that they use, yeah. um, may be too sweet. Yeah. So you're okay with mm-hmm. having the uh adding in like sugar free vanilla or doing less pumps. But for someone else, that may, you know, ruin the whole experience for them. Right. And that doesn't mean it's right or wrong or like you're better than them or whatever. Um, but it just means that it's it's different and right. different is okay. Yep. Um. So no matter what strategy you choose, like, yes, you can use less sugar. That's always a feasible option. But if you're doing it and it's robbing you joy, then you can lean into those other strategies like mm-hmm. food pairing, ordering a smaller size, Um sipping on it slowly, um, doing a longer pre-bolus. Like those are all things that are feasible Mm -hmm. rather than just being like, I'm going to go up to 300 and uh, screw whatever. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah.
0: (laughs) No, I, I like that you are adding those. Again, it's all about options. And I think kind of like we were talking about this in the last podcast episode, but when it comes to food and even like drinks like this, there's so much more to the experience than just the food in front of you so like for me with Starbucks, like most of the time i don't really get it too often now but it's more of like when i'm out with friends or there's a lot of times where jordan will come home and he just wants to surprise me with a latte and now him jordan being jordan he doesn't remember that i always do like half the pumps because again just my taste preferences so he'll bring home like a chai latte with all of the pumps and like me in my head i'm like okay, <laughs> pause, let's like figure out the full bolus. But there's still ways to actually add that enjoyment by those strategies that you just recommend, a longer pre-bolus, uh, sipping on it longer. I try to, I wish I knew the PFF method earlier because <laughs> in, in high school, or no, sorry, college, I would every single morning get a venti um, skinny vanilla latte because again, I thought that I had to get the wow. skinny version um, with a bagel <laughs> and I was surprised every time. I'm like, okay, I'm taking my go-to is like- 300 every morning. (laughs) Literally every morning. I I, I literally- I can see it now. (laughs) I plugged in 60 carbs um, and just don't know how I got to that number. It just was the number. I think we all have that number that we just automatically plug in. And I was so surprised when I'd be sitting in class and I'd be testing my blood sugar and be like 270. I'm like, but I bolused. (laughs) (laughs)
1: But I bolused.
0: Like, what? (laughs) How could this ever happen to (laughs) me? (laughs) So I think it's just, yeah, it's really important that we have these different strategies. Now, for somebody who's kind of, um, okay, like, let's just say they're like me, like they're somebody brought them coffee or they're in a scenario where they can't really sit down and add as much maybe intention into that scenario like what are ways that they can still be mindful about it without having to feel like all consumed
1: yeah so it really it really depends on like the scenario but um just knowing that you have a bunch of options Mm -hmm. is i think really helpful um because if you were to straight up bring me a latte and i like wasn't expecting it like 10 years ago i would have been like things (laughs) things <laughs> it's going in the trash <laughs> um oh, like thank you so much but like i can't that,
0: that now seven dollar yeah
1: <laughs> sorry um but now like you know we can pick and choose those moments so um if you were to bring me that latte and like it's a special day we're here in a studio and mm. like it's not every day we get to do this <laughs> um so having starbucks or having like a sugary drink is something special Mm -hmm. um so instead i could be like you know what uh lizzie just showed up i didn't know this was happening yes my blood sugar may go a little bit higher i can try pre-bolusing as long as possible Mm -hmm. but instead um what i may try is like um again sipping on it over a longer period of time so like us having this conversation we've both been sitting here like nurturing (laughs) our drinks um and it's that's a really helpful strategy because You're able to kind of converse, have that, like, normalcy of, like, Mm -hmm. a conversation without, like, you know, I think, like, something that we can all kind of attest to or have experienced at one point is, like, you're sitting around a table with a bunch of people, everyone gets their food, and then you're sitting there, like, "Mm mm-hmm got to wait my 15 minutes right. for that insulin to Start kick in. The timer. <laughs> um and it's like that can be really like defeating mm-hmm. but just allowing yourself to you know give yourself insulin, sip it, have a conversation and be really mindful that that's the strategy that you're leaning into because that's what you have in that moment. You know, we don't live in a perfect world where like we can pre-bull prebolus, we can always do food pairing, we can always sip on our thing. Like that's our world isn't rainbows and butterflies all the mm-hmm. time, but um we can kind of change our priorities like mm-hmm. so in this moment right now it's like spending time with you recording in this studio like the starbucks is there but it's like not the star of the moment right, right now mm-hmm. so it's like you can kind of have both things mm-hmm. and like maybe later on today like i'm not going to order like another sugary b- beverage today right. i'm like i don't know when the next time i'm going to go to starbucks <laughs> yeah. really is but um being able to give yourself permission to be in that moment um, rather than like, mm, I'm just going to sit here and. like
0: Right. Watch my debts calm slowly. And
1: yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you're not even enjoying that moment right. because you're so distracted by what your blood sugar is doing that, you know, it's OK for your priorities to shift. Yeah. Um, between like, you know, for the most part, I'm home in the comfort of my mm-hmm. home knowing the carb counts of like the foods that I'm eating and having that like comfort of like measuring cups and scales and like foods that I'm I know how to dose for versus like when I'm eating out you have all those things kind of stacked up against you mm-hmm. so it's like instead of being like well I'm at home and usually when I'm at home my blood sugar stay between this and this range and then applying those same standards when you go out it's
0: not realistic it's not realistic
1: yeah. and then you're just setting yourself up to feel really frustrated at yourself in the process and like that's just not fair right so it's like you can reset those expectations where it's like setting reasonable expectations as well where um you know allowing yourself to go up to a certain number yeah um but you know if it does go over it's okay because it's not you know every day you go to a podcast recording studio or something um so i think that's all like some just with important nuances to kind of consider um working through like that all or nothing like mentality Mm -hmm. of like i'm either having it all or i'm having absolutely nothing right um we can
0: kind of look into those like little nuances throughout yeah i think that's really important because like one thing that we i think that takes a huge mindset shift too of like okay it doesn't have to be all or nothing but one thing that we teach our clients is just having that just your your point having that mvc that minimum viable commitment like okay my mvc right now is that we are talking and i'm gonna sip this slowly or maybe it's that i'm gonna order something with protein like we can have that one thing that we'll do that supports our blood sugars and let that be just okay and be in the moment but i know that like one part of this conversation that we came up with was a lot about the customization so like for me again like i don't normally like if i'm doing a pumpkin spice latte i'm gonna have a grande latte with one pump of pumpkin i'm gonna call it a day because that to me is sufficient but the system in the sense of like the system being starbucks and their menu (laughs) isn't necessarily set up um for success in that route so can you dive into a little bit about that
1: yes um so anyone who has ever used like the starbucks app or like has looked at their menu um when you go online um on the starbucks app or whatnot um and you look up a matcha latte or pumpkin spice latte or whatever drink it's going to give you like the nutrition facts for like the standard drink um, but if you wanted to order like a pumpkin spice latte with one pump pumpkin and two pumps sugar free vanilla um, with instead of two percent milk you want coconut milk or almond milk or whatever um, it's not going to update the nutrition facts mm-hmm. for you and that's where like it can get really frustrating for us because you know okay three pumps of pumpkin has how many carbs like mm-hmm. we don't We don't know that. Um, And uh, it can be really frustrating. So um, I did you guys all a favor.
0: (laughs) This was the longest
1: process. (laughs) Um, Initially, this was just supposed to be like a handout that was just like, okay, one pump of like vanilla syrup has X carbs. Like, and then I like, I'm not really a coffee drinker. I'm a tea (laughs) drinker. So like, I did not understand how why now I understand why Starbucks does not have a nutrition calculator. Um. Because I carb counted nine, almost 900 menu items from the Starbucks menu. <laughs> um, Lizzie was Lizzie uh, has like a background in engineering, and she's also a Virgo. If you haven't, know, if you don't know that, um, <laughs> love Google <Spudgy. laughs> Um So she helped me with uh, creating like this uh, calculator, and essentially it's like drag and drop. So it's like you choose the drink, you choose what type it is. Um, You choose how much milk is in the serving, what type of milk, the types of syrups, all of that stuff, anything that you add, like whether it's a cold foam or this or that. And it will give you your carb count in addition to the amount of protein and the amount of fat in your drink. Um, And in addition to, you know, that calculator being really helpful, so you kind of like can even compare like what a regular drink would look like compared to like what potentially a lower sugar option can look like uh i think can be really helpful and like mm-hmm. just how we take our insulin and just yeah. general awareness because like i was shocked yeah like going through some of the menus to see how
0: much right. uh,
1: like added sugar was actually in some of these drinks i was like holy moly that's <laughs> uh it was kind of crazy yeah um but in addition, I also have, like, drink ideas um, to potentially try out that are, like, lower carb, mm-hmm. um, if that's something that you're looking for. And then if not, I also will uh, list out some of those tips that we discussed. So mm-hmm. I have about 10 different tips so for you to consider uh, when dosing for something like Starbucks. So you can uh, – I think, like, my tagline is, like uh, – figure out like your order or whatever so like you can keep like your taste buds and your blood sugars yes, happy. I love that. Um that way again like you can have your cake and eat it too. Mm-hmm. That way you can order whatever drink you want from Starbucks and still keep your blood sugars in range yeah. and just it can be an overall pleasant experience rather than um stressful
0: and intimidating. Yeah, no, honestly though, because like I said, like in college I would always get those skinny vanilla lattes and then But like looking at the app, there's always like I would get sugar-free syrup, but whole milk. And there was no option for that on the app. It was either skinny vanilla latte with like non-fat milk or the whole vanilla latte with whole milk. And they're like, so I would just say, okay, I guess I'm going to merge the two and take the average. But like going into Starbucks today, you doing the calculations for the green tea latte, we got to see, okay, the green tea latte with, I think it was like no, no syrup and no cold foam. What was like 16 carbs. Mm -hmm. And then we did the math or we did the, um, calculation for okay i got the green tea latte with syrup with the cold foam it was 36 carbs so being able to actually see that number and reference it for my dosing decisions felt so empowering so i'm really excited that you came up with this resource for everybody
1: i wouldn't have been able to do it without your uh, <laughs> assistance because i was looking at like all the lines and i was like sos please help me <laughs> so it's definitely a teamwork effort but i think it's really helpful to have something like that because mm-hmm. um Everybody kind of loves
0: some Starbucks from time to
1: time um, and it can be really helpful.
0: Yeah. And it just gives us more tools to be proactive and have more options. So thank you for doing that. Um, Like all things, I'm going to have that link in the show notes so you can check it out. If you haven't checked out Amanda on Instagram, like you can see all of her Starbucks tips Mm -hmm. on her feed. It's so impressive. I see them in Facebook, the screenshots and (laughs) Facebook groups all the time. Um, But thank you so much for coming on and sharing this with us.
1: Thanks for having me.